Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. This is Craig Taylor. I'm one of the associate directors for Med Solutions here at Senior Market Sales based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, this is part two of our interview with regards to learning more information about the DSNP product that's available for dual special need plans for in the MA market. Um, we've got a special guest with us today that we'll be interviewing to learn a lot more about DSNP plans and help you make your decision if you want to get into this market or if you're already in this market to get even more out of it. So uh, it's my pleasure to uh, introduce our special guest, Mike Thomas. Uh, Mike is actually the president of AssureSource LLC. Uh, they are based in one of my favorite places uh, around the country, Franklin, Tennessee, and they've got offices in Johnson City, Tennessee, as well as Little Rock, Arkansas, too. Uh, Mike, thanks a bunch for joining us today. Hey, Craig, thank you. It's always great to speak with you, and I'm happy to be your guest today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, let's start off a little bit. We're going to have a lot of people listening to this interview, so why don't you take a minute or two and tell everybody a little bit about your background and who you are? Okay, great. Thanks, Craig. So a little bit about me. Um, I currently have the pleasure of serving as the president and principal agent of AssureSource LLC. Um, we were founded um, in 2013, and um, we were actually uh, born out of a health plan. And that is to say that our leadership team, uh, the leadership team that formed our agency, actually spent the better part of a decade um, as the sales leadership team for a um, regional uh, Medicare MAPD HMO that actually had a heavy focus um, in the DSNP space. Um, so we have been um, conducting sales operations for about five years as an independent MGA or FMO, whatever you like to call it. Um, and we have operations currently in about uh, five states in the Southeast. And we're looking to add a couple of additional states um, here within the next, hopefully six months to a year. And uh, so that's us in a nutshell. Well, that speaks volumes if you've been in the business for that long and you're continuing with expansion right now, Mike, plus the the fact that you've got a specific track record, quite a long time working with these knee steps. It's it's really awesome to, to be able to have you take some time out of your busy schedule to join us today. So with that, do you mind if I pick your brain a little bit about these DSNP plans and we get some of the information out to the agents out there in the field? Sure, Craig, pick away. <laughs> All right. Well, on our last interview that we did, we did kind of an introductory level. You know, what are DSNPs and what do I need to know to get into this market and the, what's in it for me? So what I wanted to do in this second installment of our interview, Mike, is just pick your brain and, and go a little deeper into the weeds with this. So um, just a little bit more discussion, uh, not quite at such a high level. So I'll start with some softballs that I'll throw up there for you. So, for example, um, what carriers do agents need to look into specifically with regard to dual SNP plans? Are there certain carriers? Do all of the carriers offer these plans? Is there something that agents need to know with regards to the carrier aspect? What can you tell us about that? Um, I would say in terms of the DSNP, Craig, and I, I don't know if you're wanting me to get into specific carriers or not, um, but when I look at uh, um, DSNP plans, I'm looking for a carrier that understands the population. Um, 
obviously the DSNP population um, oftentimes can have more um, needs, uh, so to speak, than your typical Medicare beneficiary. There's oftentimes more coordination of care needed, um, a little more outreach to the member um, becomes oh, sure. very important in the DSNP space. So I want a carrier that ideally has a history working with that type of population and understands the intricacies of working with uh, those Medicare beneficiaries, if that makes sense. Sure. No, it, it absolutely does. So, I mean, that really speaks volumes to some of the big players with, again, without naming names out there for the carriers, some of the bigger players have been in that market space. And, and just curious, uh, again, to pick your brain on this, there's a lot of expansion going on with some of the smaller carriers, some of the quote unquote regional carriers um, moving into new markets. Would you ever discount those carriers if they're moving into the market? Or are those carriers still a valid consideration for you and your agency? Well, that's a great question, Craig. Um, and I would say from my experience, just in the five short years that we have worked as an independent agency, um, I can think of two carriers in our existing footprint um, who have come into the DSNP space and exited the DSNP space in our regions um, just within five years. Um, okay. So okay. that being said, I'm looking for stability uh, because as an independent agent, the last thing that I want to do is be moving my book each year because there's a plan yeah. exit or, you know, something similar. So, yeah. um, while I would probably look at any carrier, I would uh, kind of temper my excitement a little bit until I learn more about the inner workings and, and what the overall marketing plan. And more than that, the, the, uh, the management of that membership. Um, because as you know, um, those members actually, as it is today, have the ability to move plans at any time oh, throughout yeah. the year. Um, yeah. And as an independent agent, retention is very important to me. I want to make sure that I'm placing my business, my clients with a stable carrier who's going to take care of them, going to get them the care they need at the time that they need, going to have the resources uh, to do so. And it's going to have a um, member outreach program in place to keep those members engaged and uh, stay in touch with those members. Uh, you know, I will tell you this, going back to my days as the director of sales for a uh, for an HMO that focused in the DSNP space, one of the biggest challenges we had was staying in touch with our membership, making sure that they were getting the care they needed um, at the right time, and thus keeping them as as happy members and keeping them enrolled. So while I would uh, I'm never going to say never, I would look at any opportunity. Um, but I tend to be a little more, a little bit more conservative, um, and have a little bit better feeling about placing clients with a, with a, with a larger stable carrier who, um, who I know has a history managing and taking care of that population. Sure. And, and, you know, that just speaks volumes. And I think one of the things that you mentioned in your answer there really nails it on the head is 
it is a lot of additional outreach for you and your agents to deal with the clients in this market above and beyond what, say, a traditional or regular Medicare client is going to need. And so the fact that there is that much extra labor going into it from your side, uh, you really don't want to lose those people. So I can understand why you'd want those carriers that have been around that are going to stick around. And even if it's a new carrier entrance to the market, you'll still check them out. But it may not be that initial you know, season that we jump on the board. We might kind of feel them out for a year and then try them out next year, too, just to be cautious because you really want to take care of your clients. And I think that speaks volumes right there. Um, you know, and another thing, you did such a good job answering that. You took my next question right out of my mouth there. Uh, you already answered it. What should an agent focus on when researching those different plans that are available? Is there, knowing <laughs> that that's going to be the next question, is there anything that you wanted to add to that? Or I think you got the majority of it there, but maybe there's a couple little nuances that you didn't mention. Yeah, I, I think so, Craig. I, I think what I would say, you know, having been in the in the decent business for quite a while now, um, and I would say if you looked at our agency's uh, book of business overall, um, you know, we're pretty diverse, but we have a, we have a large chunk of decent business, um, you know, probably as, as much or more percentage of our business being decent than most agencies you see out there. I would say this, um, don't get excited by who has the latest and greatest new benefit. Uh, don't get, don't allow yourself to get overexcited because this plan has $10 more uh, dental than the next yeah. guy or, or OTC, this guy has or a transportation benefit that, you know, um, is just a little bit better than the other. Um, right. You know, you want to, you want a little uh, steak with your sizzle, so to speak. So you want to make sure that, you know, again, Going back to stability, stability is more important to me with my clients than who has the newest bells and whistles. So I would just say, don't allow yourself to get to get too excited um, about the right. benefits. On you know, if that makes sense. No, it, it absolutely does. And and one of the things that I've heard just in the first couple of questions that we've gone through that that have come from you is uh, just to reiterate is really do your due diligence in researching the plan and the carrier. Uh, because again, the impact is you've got a lot more outreach to your clients. There's a lot of work going into these clients to retain these clients. And so again, there's a lot of minor changes that can happen along the way. There's some new entrants that could come into the marketplace, but you really have to be on your game and do your due diligence and do your research. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, by all means, you know, and, and these clients okay. just just by the nature of the uh, the SEPs that are currently allowed, you know, they're getting marketed to year round. Um, and sure. depending on how your state handles its uh, Medicaid administration, you may have carriers within the state that not only offer DSNPs, but also are the administrators of Medicaid benefits. And so they're all they're already serving those clients on the Medicaid side. And so they're marketing to their own clients, really, so to speak, uh, for the Medicare side. So, you know, these folks are getting hit with with new information all the time. And so it's even more important to to stay in touch with them. Wow. Well, that that's almost a, a perfect lead into my next question is 
What are some other things that that maybe, let's say, new agents getting into this market or agents that have been in it but not for as many years as you have? What are things to watch out for, Mike? What what should they kind of stay away from? What's a warning sign? What uh, what should they look out for? You know, I would say as you get into the decent business, it's very important to familiarize yourself with the uh, Medicaid programs within your state, the Medicare savings programs that are available to your clients in the states where, where you're operating. You want to have a very good understanding of how that works, how the, uh, the low income subsidies work when it comes to Part D. Um, because you want to make sure that, uh, and a lot of the carriers these days, they have resources that you can use to make sure that you're, you're placing your client in the right plan and verifying that eligibility. But it's really hard to successfully market and work with dual eligibles unless you have that foundation, that understanding of the Medicaid program in your state and the Medicare savings programs and who's eligible for what, so forth and so on. That's a that's a great one. Uh, you know, and if I could add, as I, I travel around, I do a lot of CE, I do a lot of events for senior market sales around the country too. And another thing uh, comes to mind just from conversations that I've had with other agents around the country that have done this as well. And this hinges more on the agents getting involved, let's say with your food bank or your public library or some of those, maybe the low income housing, the events that they have. This is not a, and please, I'm looking for your opinion once I get done with this, Mike, um, but uh, this is not a once and done. You don't go to the food bank one time and, and put up a booth and, and have a table cover over it and, and give away some things and then not get back in there. You don't go to the low income housing once. It's almost like you're building a relationship with that food bank. You're building a relationship with that low income housing, uh, the folks that run that. Um, and this is going to be a regular event. This is not going to be something that you're going to do in March and then it's over with. Is that correct, Mike? What What are your thoughts on that? Oh, 100%. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I I personally believe that, you know, quality selling is a, is a relationship business. Um, we're all trying to get an end result, obviously, and that is to make a sale. But it's very hard to make a sale when you don't have that relationship. I would say it's even more so. When you're serving a population that, in a lot of cases, you could uh, you could say that this is an underserved population, um, yeah. and you don't want to be that agent who comes in and and um, you know they see you once a year. Um, you yeah. know you need to you need to be of service. I, you know I would say be of service first. Volunteer. Um, you know the, these facilities they get called on all the time. Um, by oh, sure. So if you walk sure. in there and, and your your approach is to, hey, I, you know, I want to come in here and teach your folks about Medicare or I want to come in and sell a product. You know, you don't want to come in there and mm -hmm. and um, sound anything like a salesperson. You want to come in there and be of service, volunteer, um, whatever you can do. You want to walk in and say, how, hey, how can I plug in and help? And uh, sure. so I think you hit the nail on the head, Craig. Yeah, that that sounds like the uh, the the textbook definition of who makes the long list and who makes the short list right there. You know, that's if right. you're volunteering, yeah. you're on the short list to actually get in on the events. So that's that's a great piece of advice, Mike. So all right, I will now, tell you this, Craig. When you do it that way, um, it can you can have incredible results. 
Um, you know, in, oh, in yeah. my first few years of selling, I had a, a several facilities um, that that were large facilities. Um, and if you handle yourself the right way, you build that relationship with the manager or the gatekeeper or whoever's in charge of running that facility. Um, it can really, really work out very, very well um, for you, and you know, and for the uh, and for the, the 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 members and for the facility because they've got a go-to yeah. person that they can work with um, to help their members along the way. Well, and there's there's a lot of people that need that help too. So I think you're right. It, it's building that relationship, getting your foot in the door, and working your way in. And once you're there, you're there. So that's very true. Well, that's it. So that's the end of the softball questions. Now, are you ready for the tough uh -oh. one? <laughs> oh, I don't know, Greg. Look at the time. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna we'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you. We'll we'll see where where this okay. goes. So there are some legislative changes that are on the drawing board for 2019 coming down the road that'll have an impact on the dual SNPs, um, and it focuses more on the um, drug epidemic, the opioid crisis that's going on right now, and it impacts sure. the PDP portion of our DSNPs that we're talking about on this interview. Uh, one of the things that we've seen come across the board that they're saying is if someone is impacted by this or a potential uh, to be an at-risk for opioid crisis or opioid abuse and they're in a dual SNP plan, those folks, it looks like they're going to be changing them away from being able to change their plan month to month like they can now to only changing it one time during AEP, very similar to what everybody else on Medicare is doing. What are your thoughts on, now I know it's legislation that's in the works, so you might not be as, as in the weeds as you'd like to on that, but what are your thoughts about that, Mike? How do you see that impacting your agency and your agents? Well, it's a great question, Craig, and that's definitely not a softball. Um, <laughs> I will say <laughs> that um, it is something that we're watching closely. Um, okay. On the surface, when you read something like that, um, you know, if you're like me, I've, I've been in the Medicare um, Advantage business since 2005 um, and heavily focused in the DSNP world since then. Um, for my entire career in this business, uh, dual eligibles have been able to change plans whenever they choose. And I've always kind of in the back of my mind thought, well, you know, there's probably going to come a day where that changes. And lo and behold, mm -hmm. we've got a CMS call letter that says this this very well may be the case for some people. Um, right. So on the surface, as a salesperson, you go, well, that may mean that I have less prospects that I can sell, you know, outside of AP. Um, but in my opinion, Craig, I don't necessarily believe it's a bad thing um, for the industry as a whole. Um, the Medicare Advantage program, in my opinion, is, is all about getting Medicare beneficiaries the proper care at the proper time and improving outcomes. And if this is a, a piece of legislation that, that CMS believes can improve outcomes for Medicare beneficiaries, then I think we've got to get behind it um, and support it. And, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more because as I as I watch some of these legislative items that, that are on the docket for 2019, even 2018, 
you know, this opioid crisis, which which seems to be one of the major impacts on this particular note that we're talking about. I, you know, you've seen some of the major, major health carriers out there, the major pharmacies out there have all already implemented um, things to help curb and control opioids. You used to be able to get a 30-day prescription. Now it's a seven-day. Um, they're no longer, they're doing more of the immediate um, dosage drugs as, as opposed to the extended release drugs, uh, which have a higher addictive uh, rate on those. So you're already seeing things like this come around. So it's interesting to see how it kind of comes full circle. I mean, we've been seeing the opioid crisis for a while. We've been seeing the pharmaceuticals on the news and the healthcare providers on the news talking about changing how they prescribe and how many they prescribe and who they prescribe to and what they prescribe. And now here is CMS getting involved uh, on this MA side, on the on the DSNP side of things as well. So it just shows that they are making progress on that. And, you know, out there, uh, I 100% agree with your overview on that, but that's definitely just another reason that ties on to everything else that you've already told us on this interview, Mike, for agents to make sure that they're doing their homework, they're vetting the carriers, they're vetting the plans, and now they're also putting this side of things, and that's why groups like NAHU, um, you know, and you can get their newsletter and join that, and they've they've got all of these bills up in Washington that they're pushing for us as well. But groups like that exist specifically to help our industry, and I think that's another thing that agents need to do is, is stay on top of that because, you know, if you're an agency that does 80% of your business as DSNP and this catches you by surprise and you're not aware of this and it happens next year, that changes your whole planning process, uh, you know, and it's a lot of going back to the drawing board if you weren't staying on top of that. So I think that uh, it was great that it's come out now and we were able to talk to you about it on the interview and get your input. So there might not be a lot of people that have even heard about that yet. So it's a chance for you to get on Google and do a little research on your own. Oh, most definitely. It, it's so important to stay educated. Um, it, you know, if you don't stay educated on, on what's coming or what is potentially coming, you could get left behind. So I, I think you're spot on there. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I tell you what, that was the last hard question. I'm going to close with an easy one for you, Mike. So now that <laughs> I got you, <laughs> now that I've got you captive uh, and you're on the interview and we're kind of wrapping up, if there was anything else that you wanted to pass on to the folks that are listening to this interview with regards to DSNPs, while I've got you captive, is there anything that you forgot? Is there anything that you want to just put out there for everybody um, before we wrap up? You know, I would just say, Craig, that, that working in the DSNP arena can be very rewarding. Um, it, it can be um, extremely rewarding. If you do it the right way, um, if you if you do all the things we've kind of talked about on this call, you stay educated, you make sure you understand how the programs work um, when it comes to Medicaid and the Medicare savings programs. Um, and you do your research in terms of where you are advising your clients to enroll. Um, I think it can be uh, one of the more rewarding um, Medicare sales you make um, because these folks need your help and so I would encourage you if you know if you're an agent who has not um, participated in the dual SNP space in the past 
um, give it a look. And, um, you know, if you're in our region, we would certainly be glad to, to help you there. I know the good folks at SMS can help with that as well. Um, but, but partner up with an organization that can help you learn the ropes, assist you along the way until you get that comfort level um, with the DSNP uh, environment. Couldn't have said it better, Mike. What a perfect way to wrap up that call. Well, I sure, you know, I'll say it again. I know I started the call by saying it, but I, I again, want to thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to join us on this and, and pass along some of this educational information about DSNPs for agents who may be out there that have questions about it, want to know how to get into it, and, and want to know a little bit deeper, and your expertise was invaluable. So we really appreciate your time, and, and thanks again for joining us, Mike. You bet, Craig. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you later, sir, and thank you again for joining us. Great. Thank you.